she brings to you intuitive wisdom and compassionate understanding to help you turn your energy into manifesting your greatest good. Her work is sought out by clients internationally. Here live from the Dr. Pat Network is your host of It's a New Day with Don Marie Stansfield. Hi, and welcome to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie, your host. And uh, Benny, how was your weekend time? Because oh, you well know I deserved. have to ask. Happy Columbus Day. Thank you, you too. 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue and blue for the Seahawks because they came out with a great win yesterday, 41 to 0. Well, ah! you know, you know, I'm not as excited as that game as <sighs> oh, I was yeah. watching the Huskies. And I know that well, yeah, you don't watch the Huskies, right. but oh my okay. gosh, they had a play that was spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> it was off Arizona's foot. The guy, okay. And for- I will, I am going to say the Cougs actually did okay. They lost, but yeah. they played okay. We won't I, get into I know that. we don't talk about you. They're but, having a rough year. Oh well, you know. <laughs> no, but congratulations to both. Uh, I will say now Seattle teams. Let's go with that. The Huskies yeah. and the, the yeah. Seattle we were Seahawks, stellar so. this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's great. Very good. So congratulations to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I also wanted to. Uh, I have a great guest on my show today, so I'm going to just start this off. But before I bring him on, you know, I thought about this and. I, I've spent the last uh, few days reading his book, and I got to tell you, it's really triggered um, a lot of food for thought in my soul. A lot of food for thought in my soul. Uh, for a long time, you know, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you read books, but you'll go, yeah, 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 la di da di da. You know, and you're just wondering, where are they getting from this information from, and are they really speaking their truth? And I have a lot of clients that have asked me often, how come nobody writes about soul shaping or soul transformation or really getting to know our shadow self? Because our shadow self is a big part of us. Now, my guest today talks about it as soul shaping. Uh, and I love his dictionary of words. And I love how he broke them down. Because I think that in the world of spirituality, we have such a wide range of knowledge that we often lose the bridges as to what does this mean. And in this book, it's very clearly um, spelled out in, in, a, in a most gentle uh, yet direct way. And so I'm just going to read before I bring him on because I thought, how am I going to introduce this guest today? Because <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I'm really excited to have him here. And, uh, and you'll find out more as we go into the show. But I want to read you one expert from, excerpt from his book. So here you go. And this is going to kind of set the tone for the show. Uh, bringing our soul lessons, though takes more than awareness... It is an active process that demands a courageous willingness to live our experiences right through to completion. That means staying with our feelings until they are truly done with us, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Although we may not see at first, there is a method to our sadness. My guest today is the author of Soul Shaping, A Journey of Self-Creation. 
Jeff Brown, uh, criminal lawyer. Well, you know, this man has more titles behind his name. He's really, I, I can tell. And when you read the book, you'll understand that he actually doesn't want to just hear about something. He's a full-on action-oriented. i got to jump right in there and have the full-on experience of something. And he beautifully writes about this in his book. Uh, Jeff, I want to welcome you to my show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm happy to be here on thanks, Canadian Thanksgiving. It's time. Canadian Thanksgiving today. Right you know, I'm a Canadian, so God bless, you know, all of you up there, and have a wonderful, you know, did you have turkey yet? Because you're three hours ahead of us. No, I'm not really doing turkey, but I'm doing copious amounts of pumpkin pie today. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love pumpkin. I like it with lots of whipped cream on it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Reminds me of my mom's cooking, God bless her soul. You know, she's no longer with us, but, you know, the food on Thanksgiving Day is like, could you just bottle it up and keep it for, you know, Absolutely. the rest of the year? It's great. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want to tell you, I don't know really where to start on your book, but I want to talk to you personally, because in your book, you cover a wide range of um, emotional disasters. You use yourself as uh, your own teacher, and yet you sought out all the help you need in the journey, which I love because, you know, Jeff, sometimes we get caught up thinking we got to do everything ourselves. And you clearly spell that out. And what I really love, I mean, even, you know, through, through the death of your grandfather and, you know, the loss of a, of a soulmate connection, I mean, you hit a lot of things. But what I loved is how you, how you learned to start to listen to that inner voice when you, when you felt you had to do something like go and practice law. And yet that inner voice, and I think you call her Little, little Missy. Little Missy. <laughs> You you have a name for your intuitive self, which I absolutely love, and she pops up all through the book. Uh, but it's the struggles. What really caught me on the book, Jeff, is a lot of people don't want to talk about the work. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, they just want to ask the universe for what they want. And they think they're going to get it. Um, right. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I never, I don't know, I just guess I came in as a warrior worker. I never was under any illusion that this was going to be an easy thing to figure out. Um, and I guess for some people, you know, I haven't met too many of them, but some people say that they had a real clear pipeline to divinity in terms of their true path from the very beginning and didn't have to do a whole lot of clearing work. And that just wasn't my path. I, I needed to do the emotional work. I needed to get my, my hands and my feet dirty. And I really needed to connect to that part of my experience in order to transform on a cellular level. I couldn't really, I had so much stuff bunking me up internally then unless I cleared some of that emotional debris, I couldn't even glimpse my true path. Well, I mean, the path was completely blocked, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and additionally, I found, and this I had never expected this, I thought this was all sort of segregated, right, in my consciousness, like clear the emotional stuff and then get to work on your spirituality. I didn't understand <laughs> that I transformed spiritually through the emotional processing. That those were the exact lessons. That was the karmic field of interpretation for me to expand on a spiritual level. I had never expected that linkage to happen. And that's, that's what I it, love. Right. That's when it all started. See, what the excerpt you read, I call it Sell Your Soul, C-E-L-L, Your Soul. The idea that the emotional body is the karmic field where the soul's lessons are harvested. I mean, how else are you going to grow in your spirituality if not through the way you interface with your emotional issues? 
Well, I would agree. But what I loved is that um, I love your candidness about this because, you know, I, I've I've gone a similar journey. Um, and I became, you know, I wanted to become a witness to my own soul, so to speak. And I wanted to get to know my soul. And I, I spent a lot of time, and I didn't realize this until I was in my 30s, but I had spent a lot of time getting to know other people and their souls. <laughs> And I and then one day I had realized, oh my God, I cheated myself, and and thanks to the grace of my dreams and and the directions that I got, I realized that, you know, I had forgotten to really learn to love my own soul, and I didn't have a clue where to start, not a clue. I didn't know what metaphysics meant. I had, you know, I was a Christian. Right. As a busy bee, I was a mom, a homemaker, you know, everything was perfect. And what I loved is, is that you kept going on this journey because you had a goal and I found it throughout your whole book. And no matter what, you stayed with this goal, even through the depths of Dark Night of the Soul. And I literally mean that, yeah. uh, especially when, you know, the, the crushing blows that you had taken on. Um, and you and you gently walk people through that and and you pick yourself up by the coat strings and you, you continue on. But what I loved was I loved the goal that you had, Jeff. And yeah, I, had, I did. I, I did. Yeah. And you really wanted to get to your heart center. Yeah. I, I just, I, you know, crazy as it sounds that I don't know, I think this was soul sourced really, because certainly in my early life, I didn't have much to believe in, No, but I had some idea. I had these little glimpses, like I would see Eddie Greenspan on TV and it was like, oh, I know that guy. I'm going to work with him. Or, I would start writing, and it would be like, oh, there's a writer living inside of you. So I had a little information that there was some being living inside of me that I was moving towards if I kept at it, you know? And I just never, ever really lost sight of that enterprise. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a, it was really important. I, I mean, whatever shame I had, whatever egoic issues I had, all that stuff to clear, there was some other piece of me that was always threading through to this ultimate vision of possibility, this pathway of possibility that was much more... Um, soul-centered. You know, I believed I had soul scriptures living inside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was confusing to understand how this insane childhood could link into that, but over time it all started to make sense that it was exactly part of the path for me, and and that there really was, and not like an ultimate, you know, I'm not Brahmin, I'm not at some place of completeness or something. <laughs> but that no, I, you that, make that clear in the book. Too. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't, <laughs> like, you know, don't want to sell people, I don't want to sell people a bill of goods. You right. know, it's oh, like, yeah, no. I could be a bestseller <laughs> writing a book in about the next two weeks that says all that nonsense, but it's, that's not true. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't serve people to come at them with absolutes like that. It's like everybody, only soul knows the path it's here to walk. Everybody has their own encoded scriptures inside of them. And really, you know, doing the work isn't about becoming, you know, constantly, perpetually blissful. It's just about getting more comfortable that you're living authentically in your life. You're really where you're supposed to be on your journey. And and to me, that's the height of it. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't mean every day is easy, that's for sure. But I don't have that frustration I used to have that I was living in a dishonest way in my life. I I would agree. And I I read that because in the book you talk about, you know, some some rather difficult obstacles, especially when you are up against push time. And we're going to talk about those obstacles uh, when we come back from a break, uh, because I think that you're right, that it isn't 
it, it isn't a glorified journey. It's your personal journey, and you glorify what you make of it. I'm talking to Jeff Brown. You're listening to It's a New Day. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, I'm Dr. Russell Kuhn from Evergreen Chiropractic Capitol Hill in Seattle. Are you eating organic, taking supplements and vitamins, and still not experiencing the health you had hoped for? At Evergreen Chiropractic, we specialize in analyzing the nerves that allow your digestive system to function at 100% potential. For more information, go to our website at evergreenchiropractic.com, and to schedule a free 10-minute consultation, call 206-323-1666. That's 206 206- Three two three one six six six. You know, it seems like everyone today is looking for that special secret that will help heal illness and disease, make them full of energy, and even decrease their aches and pains. I'm Dr. Kat Halloran, telling you this technology really is here today and is being used by millions of people worldwide, including me and my patients. Scientists have developed an FDA-approved medical device for home and professional use. The Richway Amethyst Biomats state-of-the-art light technology helps to reverse degenerative disease cycles and speed cellular renewal using far-infrared rays, negative ions, and the universal healing power of amethyst crystal. The Biomat is a pad you lay on. Just switch it on, lay down, and relax. The Biomat has also been proven to help animals. For more information or to schedule an appointment to experience the Biomat, contact us at biomatinfo.com. That's biomatinfo.com or call 425-398-8011. Are you feeling a little lost, powerless to overcome your challenges? Dawn Stansfield is a compassionate healer and intuitive messenger who focuses on your self-empowerment by examining current day circumstances, whether they are past present or future she offers practical tools to help you overcome difficult situations and move forward in your life path for a private consultation contact dawn today at 425-453-8180 or visit dawnsvision.com athletes diabetics moms let me tell you about a new high-tech energy gel called chocolate number nine Chocolate Number no. 9 is made with only organic agave and the finest dark roast Belgian cocos. Number 9 contains no refined sugar. Number 9 is a certified low glycemic index item and best of all, Chocolate Number no. 9 simply tastes great. Find out more at chocolatenumber9.com or call 866-999-1909. That's 866-999-1909. Be a part of intimate conversations with women's health pioneer, Dr. Christian Northrup, and lifestyle expert Cheryl Richardson as they take your questions and discuss the pitfalls and pleasures of practicing good self-care. This all-day event will help you create a life of health and happiness. It features individual presentations by each author as well as a joint appearance. Join us in Boston on October 17th for an empowering event. Visit hayhouse.com for seats. Welcome back. You're listening to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie, your host, and I've got Jeff Brown, author of Soul Shaping, A Journey of the Self-Creation, here with me today. And uh, Jeff, 
when we were leaving, I wanted to talk a little bit because we were talking about obstacles. And I know that that you encountered, uh, and you write about this in your book, um, especially when you were getting down to the crunch time where you had to basically fire your best friend um, and then the person that you you had to replace him was in a devastating car accident and then your secretary lost her voice because of a tumor and all this because you're trying to finish this book. Yeah, I was and really... I, 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 I read that. I got to tell you, I'm like, yeah. for the love of God, he is giving challenges here. For the love of God, indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, just towards the end of that, the first edition, because there was a, a prior edition before this bookstore edition, and I, I, you know, everything had been like it was challenging, but there hadn't been some major obstacle to overcome. And then my um, the person who was running my business, who had really been in a very bad place, and then sort of cleaned up his act right when I started to write Soul Shaping, you know, became a, a crack cocaine addict and stole a tremendous amount of money and stole install money and so it was, and I didn't know for months and months what was happening because uh, he was he was having a child, his wife was having a child, so he oh my. stuff, and anyway. So that happened, and then suddenly it was like, oh, my God, devastation. How do I stay focused on this book? Wanted to save him, all this kind of stuff. And, and then the, one of the installers that replaced him, his truck flipped on the highway, um, this lovely man, and he almost died. And then the woman who ran the office and answered the phones in the office, um, she lost her voice for a sustained period of time. So uh, I, want, I, want to, I want to cap on something. You yeah. wanted to save him. Yeah. I have to go there. Yeah, we'll okay, how how many people, Jeff, and even myself, and, you know, I'll humble myself, you know, I mean, I'm a spiritual messenger in this lifetime, and, and I do what I can to help people, uh, but I had to learn this lesson a long time ago because I'm not a savior. I had to learn that I was not a savior. So I'm just curious, what did you do when you, you know, at some point you had to recognize you couldn't save him? I, could, I didn't do that on my own, actually. You know, I think what this is, is, I mean, I've all, and I'm sure you feel this as well, and many of us do, I had a very humanistic tendency to see people at their highest. Mm-hmm. And I really had some resistance to accepting them in their shadow. And I think part of that served me in my life. I think I was projecting onto them what had served me in myself. I had received so much negative energy about, or, or feedback about myself through my early life. And the way that I kept going was believing in my highest possibilities. So I somehow made the assumption that really everybody was going to get there and that really I needed to focus on that and ignore the rest. And, and this has not served me. Now Now I have like a little gate at my heart, and I decide with a little bit more in the way of selective attachment who I open the gate to. And this particular individual was very close to me and had a, you know, very like almost like a ghetto link to this person. Mm-hmm. Like we came from the same rough place. And I had kind of prided myself on the feeling that we had gotten out together. And that was really my own fear of accepting that really I, I had gotten out alone. I just didn't want to be all alone in that. and So I didn't want to live in the reality of just how challenged that individual was and how unlikely it was for that person to pull themselves out. And so when this all happened, I really was very tempted to just put this book away and just go save this person. And I had a conversation with the spiritual teacher, Ram Dass, who I had met when I interviewed him for this film that I was doing. And, and I, you know, he was fantastic. He said something to me that I had heard a million times before but never, ever could take in. And he said, really, the most you can do for all of us is to honor your own individual path faithfully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he said that, and I've heard that in many forms, I really, really got that this, that whatever it is that I was doing, this soul-shaping journey was so important 
not only to my soul, but would help others as well, and that that was really where I needed to keep putting my energy. In other words, that my soul pod was changing, that, you know, who we have resonance with changes. So I was still identified with that individual from my kind of ghetto history almost, mm-hmm. right? And that really I wasn't there anymore, and that I needed to be able to accept that and move forward and resonate with the next soul pod and just honor my path and and I don't know if I hadn't actually had that conversation with him, if I wouldn't. I may, may well have pulled myself out of the, the finishing of the book for a long period of time. Well, I think the book is just, you know, one one thing. I mean, when I was reading the book, Jeff, you know, I noticed uh, that there was a common string that was going through the book. And uh, that is, is that, and you make this very clear, and I want I want my listeners out there to really know this. It's like... You you go from you know thinking that your 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 higher self your true self is at one point to be a criminal lawyer, and you you spend obviously an enormous amount of energy uh, with going to law school and and working with one of the top criminal lawyers uh, in in Canada uh, to realizing that there's still something else that you were missing with inside yourself to even to the point where you you became financially distressed you were emotionally not totally together and physically your physical health also took a toll and you talk about all, this journey is is and and I'm telling you for anybody who reads this book you won't read this book going, oh, my God, this poor man. You're going to read this book coming out inspired because what I loved is I've done my work. And I, and I think that doing the work sometimes is we go to battle with ourselves. And one of the things that I learned early on, and, and Jeff, you really, you really hit this in the book, is that we don't do it alone. We don't overcome life's obstacles alone. We seek out uh, those and, and we listen to our intuition and you seek out those that are going to help you. But the journey is one of aloneness. It's not lonely. It's just aloneness. Um, that was a great line from Osho. Uh, so you, you know, you actually put a lot of energy and even into your health. Absolutely. I loved your health stuff. I'm like, Holy cow. I mean, I like, I'm on a, starting a cleanse because I'm getting ready to do this intense workshop for five days. And so just, you know, I thought oh, I'll just cut out caffeine for, the, for a few days and see how it's going to go. <laughs> I only drank one cup a day. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Do you know it what I mean? It would be quite huge, actually. I mean, yeah. caffeine's like a narcotic, basically, for a lot of us. Most of us are somewhat allergic to it or food sensitivities with it. It, it can really affect your consciousness. But you, 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 even got into, you got into the candina and the whole works. Yeah. I mean, you were like really, you know, the sweets and the sugars. And, and you talk about the fog that this puts you in. And I'm like relating to this. I'm like going, oh, my gosh. That yeah, was an I, intense cleansing. Well, I think so. You know, food sensitivities is, is not discussed enough. I mean, everybody has some. And I went to a place called Red Pond, Toronto, where they do enteral testing. So it's not needles. It's innocuous. And, you know, it's... The transformation that occurred when I got really got on it to start to not ingest these allergens. And, you know, I had no enzymes left to digest food, particularly cooked food. I mean, it really is a terrible cycle. 
and then you start kind of craving or seeking out those things that are the worst for you. You know, candida wants to replicate itself once it reaches a certain stage in the body, and, and then when that happens, it starts craving sugars and starches, and the exact things that you are absolutely allergic to, mm-hmm. because it allows it to, to, you know, to replicate itself, and that's what was happening. I, was, I felt like I had been taken over by another organism, but until you go and get tested, and, and men in particular, I find, are very unaware of the effect of candida and food allergies on their system. You don't really know the difference because you've got to go through enough of a cleanse. You've got to go through candida die off. You've got to start sleeping again. And then when you come back into it, you know, you, you have this purified outlook. And that's what happened to me at the end of it. I had a much, much different perspective on the moment. If I hadn't done that, if I really did, never developed a consciousness around these allergens, I would never have been able to write that book. Mm-hmm. I would never have even seen that that was the next step of my journey. Right, because as as your body and your energy levels started to rev up again and, yeah. and return to you, you began to see things from a whole new perspective. Right, it's just clarity. I mean, it's just polishing the inner lens. And one of the, I mean, there are many ways that we have to do that. Clearing emotional debris is part of it. You know, all these things, taking care of practical needs is important. Okay, I... I got to ask you about emotional debris because here you are, you know, a trial lawyer and you leave this profession. Yeah. Okay. The, the, there's got to be some emotional turmoil around this one. Yeah. Oh, there was a little bit of that. Just a little bit. <laughs> well, there, I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot of spiritual turmoil because that really, the warrior path reflected really where my soul, I think, had been in previous incarnations. And, and I was stepping out now being pushed by that little missy part of me towards a more surrendered path. And, you know, so there was what I call a spiritual emergency, you know. Mm -hmm. So there was that. But then there was also something else that happened when I finally made the decision just to postpone the decision to practice. And I was really ready to rock. (laughs) Then I started to hang out in the courtrooms in Toronto, you know, kind of like I figured I'd figure out the answer there. And I was sitting at the back of the courtrooms and I just started crying. You know, it was like all of this male war, you know, the, the armored warrior had put away all of this very primal emotion so I could build my structures and build my life and become a lawyer. And then I guess when I felt safe enough and knew I was now called to the bar in Ontario, the next step of my journey unfolded, which is really to release all of this held emotion. I call it a nervous breakthrough. A nervous I really breakthrough. Let myself, yeah. yeah, I let yeah. myself fall apart. You know? Oh, yeah. I yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, and it's a fantastic and courageous act. It is. See those emotions well, you know, it's a breakdown when they medicate us, and we don't see the emotions through to the lessons they inherently contain. But Yeah, and we're going to talk more about this. We're going to take a quick break, but we're talking with Jeff Brown, the author of Soul Shaping today. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how, how Jeff walked through some of his own healings of turning some of the disappointments he faced in his life. And, and I think you're going to find this really fascinating. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You 
heard about it last year, you even thought about entering, but didn't. Now, life is giving you a second chance, announcing your second chance to change from the inside out with Dr. Pat's 2010 Holistic Makeover. So get on board. Winners will embark on a journey to make powerful change with the help and support of an entire team of coaches. Want to be a winner? Fill out the survey and tell your inspired story and how you plan to pay it forward. Go to drpatsmakeover.com. That's drpatsmakeover.com. Hi, I'm Don Stansfield, host of It's a New Day. And if you are like most people these days, you're trying to green your life and use products that are more natural and organic, especially what you use on your body. Well, I've discovered a cosmetic line that I really love. It's Gabrielle Cosmetics. And one of the things I love about this line is that it's 100% natural and completely organic and vegan and cruelty-free using mineral-based ingredients. And for you moms out there, they have an awesome line for children as well. You can purchase Gabriel Cosmetics at Whole Foods, or you can go to their website, which is GabrielCosmeticsInc.com. And the best part is, is that it's really affordable. I recommend that you go and see it for yourself. If you choose to order it online, click in the order box and put in It's a New Day, and they will give you an extra 15% discount. So go to Gabrielle Cosmetics, Inc., and check out this amazing skincare line. You know, it seems like everyone today is looking for that special secret that will help heal illness and disease, make them full of energy, and even decrease their aches and pains. I'm Dr. Kat Halloran, telling you this technology really is here today and is being used by millions of people worldwide, including me and my patients. Scientists have developed an FDA-approved medical device for home and professional use. The Richway Amethyst Biomat's state-of-the-art light technology helps to reverse degenerative disease cycles and speed cellular renewal using far-infrared rays, negative ions, and the universal healing power of amethyst crystal. The Biomat is a pad you lay on. Just switch it on, lay down, and relax. The Biomat has also been proven to help animals. For more information or to schedule an appointment to experience the Biomat, contact us at biomatinfo.com. That's biomatinfo.com or call 425-398-8011. Are you tired of doing everything you've been taught to do, but your life is still not working for you? Do you know the new rules for the game of life? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and co-host of the Breakthrough Interview Series, Step Into Your Full Greatness on the Dr. Pat Show. I'm excited about helping you easily transform your life from the inside out. Listen to Step Into Your Full Greatness and visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. I think everybody is a warrior if you really want to get to the nuts and bolts of things. <laughs> I love that song. Thanks, Benny. My pleasure. So, Jeff, I wanted to talk to you about a statement that you had, had really put in your book that literally jumped off the page to me. Okay. Truth is the gateway to the movement. To the moment. Or to the moment, I'm sorry. 
truth is the gateway to the moment. Can we talk about that? Absolutely. That that was an addition to the new edition. That was one of the things that came through me. Okay, because I think it's huge. I think that it is yeah. beautifully huge. Yeah. And and I think that a lot of people skip this piece this of the journey. And I'm telling you that this, to me, is, you know, the meat and mashed potatoes. You got it. Let me lay it down for you. <laughs> okay. Exactly right. Every time, you know, it's like you talk about getting into the now, the power now, be here now, all that. What really got me into the now was every time I honored my truth. When I didn't, when I lived a lie, when I stayed in the wrong relationship, when I you know, chose a career path that wasn't ultimately gratifying, I really don't feel like I was in the moment. And then when I was somehow pushed internally, feeling frustrated or feeling dishonest or like feeling detached, something was wrong, when I finally owned my truth, whatever it had happened to be, whatever area of my life, suddenly I felt like I was really, really in my body. And I think the idea behind it for me is this idea of soul scriptures or innate image, that you come in with particular scriptures encoded in you. Mm-hmm. If you and that, that can be callings, it can be particular individuals you're here to learn with, particular hard and difficult lessons you're here to go through. Whatever it happens to be that's going to move your soul to the next stage in a cellular journey, that's soul shaping. Mm-hmm. When you honor that, when you go through that emotional experience all the way through, when you live in the truth of your feelings, Something happens, and some resonance happens inside of you. You know, it's like, remember, you get that feeling whenever you're like something, you're bottled up about something. Yeah. And then you finally say it, and you get that ch- those chills in your body, like those truth chills, I call them in the book. Oh, yeah, or the hair raises. Yeah. And what's that all about? That's about the body, the physical body, the emotional body, and our spiritual journey, our real authentic path, all being linked in together. Mm-hmm. Right? So truth then becomes the gateway to the moment. And I call, when you don't honor your truth, a truth ache. Right? right? Right. I love that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's exactly what happens. You have this like pull towards something. You're not honoring it. You're frustrated. You're aggravated. And, you know, and then if you honor it, if you finally, finally, finally find the, the voice, then something shifts inside of you and here you are. I think that's one of the, the most difficult aspects of the spiritual journey, if you want to know the truth. Yeah, I do. Too. Because I think that we are so conditioned, Jeff, uh, to, you know, become what we're expected to become by others, by outside, you know, influences and sources, you know, uh, and uh, learning to speak our truth for, through it is, is, and we hear this, do, do you not hear this through the spiritual world all the time? Are you speaking your truth? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just telling a big fat lie right now. <laughs> well, a lot of the people who used to ask me if I was speaking my truth themselves weren't living their truth, but... But that's another story. But no, absolutely. I mean, it really, you know, in this survivalistic culture, most of us are just adapting our personalities and our pathway to what will get us through life. Right. Basic practicalities, root chakra honoring, survival, all that. So when you really want to start living in truth and do the kind of work I'm writing about and talking about, you know, it's challenging. You're really going against it, where so many of us are still externally defined externally overstimulated. Right. You know, we don't have even a, enough space inside and don't know, we're never taught how to create enough space inside to hear this voice inside of us that tells us who we are. Well, because you know? it's so subtle, because it just really triggers, it's really, I believe that our intuitive self really is triggered through through the feeling self. And it's yeah. really not connected to the intellectual self, although there is a bridge between the two worlds within us. But uh, because that intuitive voice uh, is so gentle. And did, did you not find that? On, have you not discovered uh, that? Well, I, I think it's, it's a kind and loving voice, but mm-hmm. I think if we learn to create space in 
outside for this idea of true path, mm-hmm. it starts to get noisier. Oh, yes. You know? I oh, mean, yeah. it started as a distant flute for me, and eventually it became a, a symphony that was right in my face. You know, but that's because I interfaced with that voice and I gave it permission to speak up. Right? Yeah, Yeah. you cultivated it, and and I think that that's you know the key to the key to success in our spiritual journey is is you know know thyself, and thyself is that intuitive soul self, and speaking our truth and walking our truth. Mm, sometimes difficult bridge or the bridge might be busted. You literally learned to listen uh, to little Missy inside your intuitive soul voice. And then you begin to act. Now here we have a whole different understanding of a spiritual path is that when you're, when you're starting to listen to that soul voice, Jeff, now the soul voice is starting to guide you. That's right. Right. It's not a distance. Now it's no, getting it's louder. Actually directing tra- it's directing inner traffic. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, this whole idea that someone else is going to know our path, the guru knows, the soul-shaping author knows, is just completely ridiculous, right? The only one who can know is you. And that's daunting. You know, that's daunting. It's like, okay, I've got to, I've got to do, you know, I used to say to this therapist, I had, you know, can you, Marika, can you just, just give me a one minute of, like, take it off of me and you just tell me where I should go next. It was a fantastic minute, you know? But then the minute ended, because then I had to come back to my being the one who knew, you know. And then, you know, once you start to kind of get that you know, you start to craft that truth bridge. Because mm-hmm. you, no, one, no one taught us how to do this. No. So you get out there with your own two hands, and you shape it like a sculptor. That's what you do. Step by step, breath by breath. Don't think you're going to figure it out overnight. For most of us, this is a many-year-long journey in each lifetime. You know, and one of the biggest obstacles we have to overcome is this pressing feeling inside of us that we have to figure it out in two years. How long is this going to take me, people always ask. Oh, thank you for saying that. How long is this going to take me? How long is what going to take you? (laughs) Shaping your soul to the next stage in your cellular consciousness, it's going to take a whole lifetime. That's how long it's going to take you. It's going to take you the rest of your life from the moment you dedicate to it. And then you're coming back to do it again. That's that's, right. (laughs) That's the way it is. And so find a way to enjoy this adventure, right? Well, and I think that that's, you know, it's like one of the things is, is you know, and that's why I chose the expert excerpt out of your book is that uh, it's okay to love our sadness. It's okay to love our anger. It's, it's okay to, to love our insecurities because they were all given to us at some point through our journey and probably never really belonged to us to start with. <laughs> And we were taught these, I swear, we, do, we were not born with these, we were taught these through mankind. And so I want to talk to you because one of the things that, that is, is, I think, very helpful, and you did a lot of this, and you did a lot of work through this, and you talk about this a lot, is you constantly were grounding this energy. Yeah, well, I, I was always after a model for, of grounded spirituality. I. I didn't understand this separating out my ego as though my ego wasn't somehow intrinsic to my soul's journey mm-hmm. or separating out my emotionality or my personal identifications or family history. There are people out there talking like that. And, you know, to me, what they're trying to do is detach from their pain body and get out of here. I didn't want to get out of here. I wanted to get into here. Okay, wait a second. Let's talk about the pain body just briefly so that people okay. understand that. Because really, that's the biggest stumbling block. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because there's so much pain. And sometimes, and I did this a lot in the book, I had to detach from my localized experience, my pain body, 
in order to see that I was something vaster than that neurotic worry mind. So that's the essential part of the journey. But at some point along the way, what then? You're not going to, you can't float out of here. Okay, so let me ask you, how'd you find it? What, the pain body? Yeah, how'd you get to it? Uh, it got to me. <laughs> it was a little hard to sidestep my pain body. Okay. It was pushing up against me, you know, and it's mm-hmm. still sometimes pushing up against me. It's not all worked out, that's for sure. But, you know, you'd eventually, for me, what, what had to happen, I wanted a model of embodied spirituality. I had this term in my mind ascending with both feet on the ground throughout my whole book writing journey. Mm-hmm. And I only when I got to the end with Ram Dass, who was in his physical form, in his heart, linked to his spirituality, did I understand what that term meant to me. Mm-hmm. And what it really meant was linking it all together. It was use, working in the emotional body to transform spiritually, dealing with the practical world, working on the root chakra and working my way up. Every time I tried to sidestep and jump out of that process, leave this chakra system, leave the work that had to be done. Right. I was like on a pogo stick, and eventually I came crashing back down to earth. It was yeah, I, I, grounded I think spirituality. It is. I think people forget, Jeff, that the body is a library system. This and it, it comes in, and it holds on to every thought you've ever taken on. And those beautiful chakras in our system can only hold so much energy, and they start to break down. Right they on. start to break down. And the only way, they are, they're repairable, though. This is the beauty of it. It's like, you know, when I'm, when I'm you know, working with people, it's, it's not my job to tell you who you were born to be. It's my job to inspire you to look for who you were born to be. Exactly. You're and, a reminder at the most. And I'm just the reminder. You know, I'm just the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. Yeah. But I love it because the physical body holds on to every memory you've ever had. And there's a place that we can get to. And we talk, you talk about this uh, in your book. And I was so excited because there is a place, and I've, I've, I've been to this journey, and it's what keeps me going on the journey. Uh, but there is a place, and I want to talk about this place um, uh, when we come back, because we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to talk about how and why it's important to heal your body and to ground this energy and how breathing is a huge instrument that is just God-givenly free for us. We'll be right back. You're listening to It's a New Day here with Jeff Brown. Well, I started out down a dirty road Started out Hello, I'm Dr. Russell Kuhn from Evergreen Chiropractic Capitol Hill in Seattle. Are you eating organic, taking supplements and vitamins, and still not experiencing the health you had hoped for? At Evergreen Chiropractic, we specialize in analyzing the nerves that allow your digestive system to function at 100% potential. For more information, go to our website at evergreenchiropractic.com, and to schedule a free 10-minute consultation, call 206-323-1666. That's 206 206- Hi, I'm Don Stansfield, host of It's a New Day. And if you are like most people these days, you're trying to green your life and use products that are more natural and organic, especially what you use on your body. Well, I've discovered a cosmetic line that I really love. It's Gabrielle Cosmetics. And one of the things I love about this line is that it's 100% natural and completely organic and vegan and cruelty-free using mineral-based ingredients. And for you moms out there, they have an awesome line for children as well. You can purchase Gabriel Cosmetics at Whole Foods, or you can go to their website 
which is GabrielCosmeticsInc.com. And the best part is, is that it's really affordable. I recommend that you go and see it for yourself. If you choose to order it online, click in the order box and put in It's a New Day, and they will give you an extra 15% discount. So go to Gabriel Cosmetics, Inc., and check out this amazing skincare line. Are you feeling a little lost? Powerless to overcome your challenges? Dawn Stansfield is a compassionate healer and intuitive messenger who focuses on your self-empowerment by examining current-day circumstances, whether they are past, present, or future. She offers practical tools to help you overcome difficult situations and move forward in your life path. For a private consultation, contact Dawn today at 425-453-8180 or visit dawnsvision.com. Do you suffer from insomnia, body aches, fatigue, brain fog, digestive problems, weight gain, or anxiety? You may be dealing with unmanaged stress. The Stress Detective looks for the hidden messages within your stress and partners with you to create a wellness program to dismantle stress from the inside out. Learn to manage your stress and you can stop illness in its tracks. Call Susan Tyler at 888-629-4949 or visit StressDetective.net. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit MacaRoot.com. That's M-A-C-A Root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back. You're listening to It's a New Day. I'm Don Marie, your host, and we've got Jeff Brown here today. And Jeff Brown is the author of Soul Shaping. And we're going to talk about some something that is, is something I love to talk about but isn't really talked about a whole lot. But before we do, I just want to tell everybody that you can go to Jeff Brown's website, which is www.soulshaping.com. He's also on Facebook and has some great YouTube videos to watch. And, uh, and, and he's got a schedule of where he's going to be and, and all kinds of great stuff. So go to soulshaping.com. And if you're, if you're ready to make a decision and you want some true guidance, and I mean true guidance, as to some inspiration in knowing that you're going to walk through some muck and it's not going to feel very good, you're going to want to read this book because this book will help you work through the muck. And some of the muck that nobody likes to talk about is the stuff that we suppress, the emotions, and it, t- it takes its toll on our physical body. Uh-huh. And I want to talk about the breath work because... I think that this is, is, is one, one way of really getting to release some of the soulful stuff that we, we suppress, Jeff. And also, I mean, there's yoga and there's massage and all that works, but we still have to breathe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's like I'm, now I just turned 47. And, you know, after, finally, after 47 years, I can officially say that my pain body is my best friend. Wow. I could never say that throughout this process. 
But I am loving my pain body now. Okay, talk to me about this. Because, well, this, just this little <laughs> character, you know, <laughs> this little seemingly demonic character holding all this material, neurotic patterns, all that stuff, is absolutely what transformed me. It took a lot of warrior courage to work it out. Mm-hmm. And really, it is where I learned those core lessons. So, for example, that love relationship I wrote about in the book, yeah. when that ended, I had a choice. I knew it on a karmic level. Either I shut down and armor up because the pain was so unbearable. Which a lot or, of people do. And, and which is very easy to do. Yeah. Or I go right into those horrifying emotions, startling, painful emotions. And in so doing, in making that decision, that little leap of fate, I became a more surrendered being, and that surrendered being was able to own the path to write this book, you know? So I really see the pain body in the highest, highest light. I do too, because I think that people forget. I mean, I have been through and had to really get to know my pain body, and uh, I learned something, Jeff. And I learned something that I wish I could just have just find a way to bottle this as I learned that there's love in the pain body (laughs) that it exists there. And if you just keep going, you know, those emotions, they serve us and we forget that. And it's like, we want to suppress and we want to do anything we can to, to get out of it. Well, it's what makes us real. (laughs) It's what makes us, it's back to truth. You know, it's like if I'm holding unresolved grief from some childhood experience, if I don't move into those feelings, I'm never going to come back into the moment in a fresh and present way. Because I'm the power of then. I'm still right back where on the path I stopped moving into the truth. Well, and not only that, you're going to keep calling that lesson in over and over and over until you finally yeah. remember, hey, yeah. I don't want this lesson yeah. anymore. Yes, that's exactly I, I think that's what we forget. You know, the body holds on to those memories and those tragic events. So I, I recently, just as this last week, I had a client come to me, Jeff, and she said, if this is what love is, she was, she was coming out of a difficult relationship. And, you know... Um, Sometimes we set our expectations and, and God bless her. She did this innocently. And she says, if this is what love is, then I don't want love. And I, my heart um, just started crying. (laughs) And I said, oh, but if you stop now, you're going to miss the greatest gift of this. And I, and I had to really work with her to help her to understand, embrace this sorrow, embrace this because you wouldn't have had this had you had not gone on the journey. And there's a, there's a window of, of joy and opportunity on the other side of it. Yeah. I think in most cases, I mean, I'm always a little wary, you know, because some, some experiences of suffering are simply, you need to just get as far away from them as possible. But I think there is so much more in the shadowy experiences that we have in most cases to, to work through and to transform us that we're missing out on. So the breath is a very good example of that you know, because I, did, I was a shallow breather. And, you know, I learned in bioenergetics that shallow breath, shallow life, it was a wonderful way for me to keep my emotions from rising to the surface of consciousness. So when I started to do holotropic breath work, Stan Groff's work, and some of Lowen's bioenergetics, intense breath work, Two wonderful things happened with the breath related to the shadow material. One was that it excavated it. You know, it was like that's by holding the body tight, by tightening the shoulders, tightening the neck, having various areas of constriction in the body. You shallow the breath in relation to those areas, and you hold the feelings mm-hmm. in that area that have never been moved. So by doing the breath work, it would excavate the shadowy material, and it would then have an opportunity to start to move. 
The other cool thing that happened is after you do enough of that release work, I mean, real, honest, genuine, deep release work, the breath then becomes the portal. It starts to, it excavates true path. You then start to have glimpses or glimmers of knowing as to what your ultimate direction is in your life. And that path, that vision of possibility, it rides the breath, the wave of the breath to the surface of consciousness. So intense breathing helps you in both ways. It helps you to heal the stuff, see what you need to heal, and it helps to show you where you need to go next. And, and without it, we are just living a, a very partial existence. I, I'm going to agree with that because I used to be a shallow breather myself. And when I began my, my journey many years ago, uh, meditation and breathing was uh, what was what I believe saved me. I mean, even to the point where I used to have migraines, uh, terrible migraines, because I'm such a shallow breather and my white cells just weren't getting enough oxygen. I don't have migraines. I haven't had migraines for years. I don't even have headaches anymore. Very rare. Uh, and, and again, it's like it's, it's recognizing when things are becoming stressful around you to stop and just breathe in that moment. Don't you think, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's a scary world, you know, <laughs> yeah. shallowing our breath, you know, just like getting into our head or any kind of a distractive pattern. These are all patterns and ways that we get out of the uncomfortable moment, you know. Sometimes we have to get out of an unbearable moment, you know, like a horrible childhood. But really, at the end of the day, what's going to help us ultimately to come into the moment is to be able to embrace most of those emotions. You know, I say in the book, go shuck yourself, right? <laughs> and, I, you know, I, and that's it. It's like, like really shuck, like peel those layers. Well, away, you like, do. And you breath. use armor because we get caught by the armor that we put around us. And I love this because, you know, I've been working on shadow work for a number of years now. And one of the things that I had to learn was to remove all this armor that we barricade ourselves with because we think we're protecting ourselves. We think we're protecting ourselves when in truth, it's just a burden to carry all that armor. Right. It, and yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an understanding of something that isn't healed within us. Right. And it may serve us as a child. And even as an adult, I say in the book, conscious armoring. So like at least become aware enough of your patterning. Mm-hmm. That, like, sometimes you go, okay, I'm going to go into this unbearable work environment this week. I need to get a little tight, a little tough. <laughs> so at least you put on your armor consciously. Yeah. You consciously And then you remember <laughs> at the end of the week to take it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you, you do want to, you do have to shift, you know, and, and meet, you know, the mass majority out there in the world. Uh, but you don't need to wear your armor at home where your soul's rejuvenating and where you can breathe gently and lovingly. You know, and we forget to take it off, like you take your coat off, <laughs> and you kick your shoes off. <laughs> yeah, you got to take all your body masks off, and to do to know even know what I'm talking about, you have to become aware. You know, you have to have an experience of something different to compare your normal habitual range of emotion and action with. And so that's why you go to a workshop, you start to do some breath work, and you experience yourself differently. Right. When you come home and you're back in your adapted way of being, you go, "Wait a minute, there's another way available to me." Right. That's it. There is there is another way, and I know that there's a lot of people out there, Jeff, and I'm just going to say this because I can. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a lot of spiritual teachers out there that are telling you not to get out of uh, your armor, that they're that to not do this kind of work, and and oh, I'm I'm yeah. a little upset by this. Well, that's their trip. <laughs> that's their trip of self avoidance. And- and instead of just saying this is the tr- this is the method that I've developed to get out of my pain because it's too unbearable and I don't have the tools to work it through, right. they 
presented as a advanced or heightened way of being. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, it, it's not that. What it is is one tool to help us to survive. But if you're seeking a more absolutely, like, inclusive experience, a really genuinely sustainable heightened consciousness, you've got to get back down into this physical form, work your material through to the cellular lessons they contain. That's where it's at. You chose this body for a reason, and those who say you didn't, it was a mistake, it was misidentification, they are acting like they know that God made a mistake. I mean, Amen. I don't have well, that arrogance. God I want to thank you. God did not make a mistake. My soul did not make a mistake. That's right. That, I don't need to get we out We are not mistakes. Well, I, I want to thank you so much, Jeff, for being on my show today. We're out of time. Soul Shaping, Jeff Brown, A Journey of Self-Creation. Jeff, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to thank all of you, you so and your much. family. And yeah. go to his website, www.soulshaping.com. It's a great book. I loved it. Until next week, everybody out there, truly have a wonderful week, and God bless.